You're listening to Jesus Unfiltered with Eddie D and Nicole. On this episode, we discuss Psalm 51 and David's transgression against Bathsheba and the fallout regarding Nathan's conversation with him and how Psalm 51 is a direct result of those actions. Now, Jesus Unfiltered with Eddie D and Nicole. What's up, everybody? Um, I'm Eddie D. I'm Nicole. Um, and welcome to um, the second episode of our Untitled Podcast. We don't know exactly what we're going to call it yet, yeah. we'll um, but that. we are getting there at some point. Uh, we thank you guys for taking the time to um, to watch us here on um, TikTok Live. Um, and at some point, once we get all the logistics of what the name of this thing is and all that jazz, we'll upload it to um, Spotify and, and um, YouTube and all that jazz um, in the days and weeks ahead. Um, but um, we're excited to be here and to be able to just share um, um, some knowledge um, about our God, about our relationship with Him and um, things that you know we've been seeing throughout the week and, and all that kind of stuff. We really, this is more just a free-for-all conversation of sorts. Um, some opinions, some opinions and things. <laughs> um, but, ooh, I'm with the way they came out of my mouth. But we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and so today, um, we're going to be talking out of um, Psalm 51. Um, we're going to be talking about spiritual accountability. Feel free, um, if you're watching this live, to hit us up in the comment section. And um, from time to time, we'll go back and look at the comments and see what's going on. Um, see if you guys have any com- um, anything you want to add to the conversation that we're having today. Um, but we're going to be coming out of Psalm 51 today. Um, and this psalm in particular is the psalm that David wrote after Nathan confronted him about what had happened between um, David and Bathsheba and um, killing Uriah on the battlefield. Um, and so do you want to read it? Sure. Um, it kind of reminds me of, well, not of the sermon today, but where the sermon could go after today a little bit mm-hmm. because of how it comes people us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I read it. Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Um, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words, and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. I said that right? Mm-hmm. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. For some, we- for some reason, I want to say wither. <laughs> I see a th in there. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners um, will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltness. O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacri- 
in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. <clears throat> Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Okay. Um, so you want to start it or you want me to start it? You could start it because I, I was okay. I was um, I was wondering really, you know, um, where we were going to go with this, because I honestly feel like you can go a couple of ways with this. So it's not like you got a couple of ways. I mean, no, talk, mm -hmm. go, go start, no, start, you start, start. I started last week. So, um. For those who don't know the story of David and Bathsheba, um, you know, David um, was king of Israel um, and, you know, after years and years of battles, he was chilling at the house while the soldiers were out in the war. Um, and usually that's not what a king is supposed to be doing, but hey, he king, do what he want to do. And while his folk are out in the battle, he sees Bathsheba, who belongs to Uriah, um, and she find and he like, I want to, and you can't say no to the king. And so, you know, she comes and um, you know, David, you know, basically has sex with her and then, um, get, he, she is pregnant and he tries to, you know, get Uriah to sleep with his wife. So that way he can think that the baby is his, um, Uriah is an honorable man. It's like, I can't do this while my men are out to battle. You know, I feel bad. And so, um, you know, after a couple of times of David trying to coerce, trying to figure out a way to get him to sleep with his wife he finally said you know what i'm gonna just have him killed on the battlefield and that way that all um that'll solve all of that and sure enough send him out to the battlefield and um and uriah was killed and then De Be david made Bathsheba his wife nathan then comes and has a conversation because uh, you know god revealed it to nathan that this had happened so nathan goes and talks to david does this gives him a parable about um this man taking a, another man's sheep and eating it and um and David was like that need, man need to be put to death and Nathan basically says well dude David you are that dude and so David at that point writes this song um um because in in in, in what I love about the psalm is that in the opening line opening line he says um have mercy on me O God according to your steadfast love according to your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin um and it's, um for i know my transgression is and my sin is ever before me verse four is really the the, the key for me against you you only have i sinned and done what is evil in your sight um for me um excuse me david is um they, they call david a man after god's own heart and the reason what one of the reasons why they call him that is because no matter what state david found himself in he always knew that god came first and he always wanted to please god no matter what situation or state he found himself in and um a lot of times we as christians we can get complacent in our relationship with god in thinking that just being saved is enough. 
And that because I'm saved, because I'm free from sin, free from the penalty of sin, that that means that I can just do whatever I want to do because God forgives. Mm. We cheapen the grace that God gives us. And in doing so, we act as though I can just be all free, all willy-nilly and just do whatever I want to do because God gives us grace. God gives us grace. God gives us grace. And as a result of that, a lot of us Christians don't really change. We don't change on the inside. We just want, we want the ability to not feel guilty for our sin. We don't want to feel the shame that comes from the wrong that we do um, in the eyes of God. Um, and in doing so, we don't hold ourselves accountable mm -hmm. to God and his ways and the things that and the things that he would have us to do and instead we just thank God that well you know I don't have to feel guilty because you accept me for who I am and what I do and we don't realize that when we make mistakes and when we do wrong like there should be a level there should be a level of guilt that we feel or a level of shame that we feel even though God removes that but we still should feel that because that should propel us to change propel us yeah. right and that should and that should that should propel us to hold ourselves accountable, accountable to the relationship that we have with God I'm just writing down some stuff I'm just listening to what you're saying um I mean yeah you could so first off I want to start by saying you know um on this you know whatever this na the name of this podcast is gonna be <laughs> gonna keep it real um because if I don't keep it real, then... What's the point? I, what's the point? So, you know, with David pleading the way he's pleading at, at the beginning of this, because near the end, you know, he, he goes in a different direction mm -hmm. other than pleading. And that's where we all should want to end up, mm -hmm. you know, with wanting to... Um, to give the gospel and to and to lead others and to um, be a testament of what we have been through, what we have done, so that we can hopefully um, allow others to not go down that same route. I mean, I think about it with our kids, you know, what we've been through. So we teach them and we show them and we, you know, um, just try to put in them the things that we've been through and that we've learned so that they don't have to go down the same route we went through. Mm -hmm. Didn't really feel sorry for David a little bit. Um, <laughs> because, and the reason being is because in, it, at, it, at, in that time, it, that decision to do what he did wasn't a spur of the moment decision. It was not. It was it a was decision not. that was thought about, mm -hmm. well thought about, and then things were put into place to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So did I feel... Did I did I feel sorry for David? You know when, you know when whatever punishment God gave him, He gave him. No, I did not. Did I have empathy for him around this time? Yes, I did because we have to think about we ourselves. Like, and I think about you know my kids. I think about us. You know when we mess up and we do things. Oh, I thought that was like thunder. When we do things that, you know, are, we know are not right, you know, um, I feel like sometimes we can be our, um, what is it, what do you, what do you call it, worst critics or, oh, worst um, enemy. our worst enemy, and we can, you know, put ourselves down to the point where we just make our feel, make ourselves feel lower than low, 
Um, but even when I, you know, do some of the things I do, when I have to suffer those consequences, you know, I don't feel sorry for myself. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I own it. I did this. I'm learning from it. And I want to move forward. Um, and, I, and I think that's where this ended up. It didn't end up there right away because, you know, even when David did what he did, he knew it was wrong, but then he tried to make it right in a wrong way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And once again, that was more plans that were, that was not done in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. It was thought out, things were put into place mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have this right here mm-hmm. you know and it makes me think you know to myself like just us as human beings on this earth can be so <laughs> can be so selfish we can be you know we, we don't think about others when making decisions um, making the decisions that we make for our lives you know and I understand that um, we can't always think about this person. We have to think about what's best for us, too. But we have to also realize the decisions, like in a marriage, like the decisions that we make affect those around us. Like the, uh, like the uh, what we were talking about earlier this week with Amber Rose. Amber Rose. What we were talking about, you know, with her um, issue. Son. Yeah, Sorry. with her nine-year-old son who's getting picked on at school because of her profession, mm-hmm. I guess. And so, yeah, you're making a lot of money. Yeah, it's your work. But, you know, where are your priorities? What comes first? And that has to be, like, that has to be something that has to be sat down, talked about, thought about, so that you can make the best decision with what God has given you. So, um, that's kind of where I first went. Because, you know, David got punishment he got just like Adam and Eve got the punishment that they got but I think that you know we shouldn't and I don't know if people are because you know I don't listen to a lot of people when they talk about um stuff like this but if they are so um just don't like him or whatever but I feel like as as we're in this world um we need, we need to be mindful how we treat people. Um, because like David, what is the intent behind this song? You know what I'm saying? Um, and it seems sincere, but even if it wasn't, we ourselves need to be careful how we treat people, even when people, um, we know people have done something wrong. If I'm making sense. I feel like I'm going, I'm jumping in different places. Yes did but it's okay because I, I left there I left there yeah I didn't feel sorry for David no um because it was thought out you know it wasn't just um you know oh let me make a split decision so I can um so I can so I can do this no this was ooh I want that need that mm-hmm. I'm gonna get that you know mm-hmm. it was about me 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 and forgetting about the people who you love around you Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my kind of thoughts on the the first part of this song. 
And I think a lot of times we don't we don't take into consideration um, we 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 don't we, we we miss how important it is to communicate. Can you imagine what would have happened if David just would have told somebody this is what he wants to do? Mm-hmm. Some one of his trusted allies. This trusted. is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can actually be his boy and be like, "Uh, bruh, That's no, it. don't do that. Mm-hmm. This is Uriah." Like, you can have anybody, right, you can have anybody else. Mind you, that ain't all that great because you've got your own wives. Go holler at them. You can have anybody else in the kingdom. Again, we understand through Bathsheba came Solomon, so it is what it is. But, but, still, even still, like, so, we ain't going to go there. But the fact of the matter is, like, can you imagine what would have happened if somebody could have, if he would have told somebody what he was thinking? But a lot of times, this is what happens when we want what we want. Yeah. We won't tell people what's going on on the inside. Why won't we tell people? Because we know because we're wrong. We know we know we're wrong. Because we know we're wrong. Exactly. Because we know we're wrong. Exactly. It's just like yeah. how Allison, you know, our, our daughter, you know, she found out how to, you know, put apps back on her phone, yeah. and she was just doing it all willy nilly, not thinking that I knew. Like I knew what she was doing, but I was waiting on her to come and tell me. But it came a point where she put something on her phone. And I was like, okay, it's come, it's going too far. Now I got to nip this thing in the bud and went and let her know, hey, I've seen what you've been doing. And had she just had a conversation with me about wanting to put it back on the phone, we could have talked it out and talked through it and talked about what apps to put on, what apps not to put on. But now you've done this. But the fact of the matter is she knew what she was doing. She made a choice. And she knew if I tell my daddy, he might say no and that was indicative of what she said the very next thing she was like i know you gonna say no i was like no you don't know if i'm gonna say no she said she even said i know you might yeah i was like yeah but ask me anyway yeah you don't know what i'm gonna say yeah and so again it's like a lot of us that's the first the first issue we run into we know we're wrong we know what we want to do is wrong, but we won't say anything because yeah. we know if we tell the right person, because mm-hmm. fear person, of rejection, feel even not, not even the fear of rejection. We don't want to be told no. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, we don't like, want to be yeah. told no. We don't want to be told that's the wrong <laughs> thing, and 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 because we want that thing so bad. And even I mean, even if it's not the wrong thing, because it's not wrong to have certain things on your phone or wrong to do certain things. But even if it's not the wrong thing, you just don't want to be told no. No. Don't want to be told no. And so you don't want to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Don't want to be held accountable. And so here it is, you know, David, all that could have been avoided Avoided. if he just would have opened his mouth and told somebody, this is what I saw. You know, oh, she's, yeah, she bad, man. But, you know, that's Uriah's. That's that's Uriah's. You know, we, we, we ain't about that life. You know, we we over here we live righteous. You know, the kingdom, the kingdom. We we don't come too far. <laughs> we don't come way too far. And so again, it's like, and so for a lot of us, we we find ourselves in a place where that level of transparency. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be transparent about our stuff. Not when we want when we want what we want when it's not in line with God or it's not in line with what's right or it's it or whether it, it ain't even like you said it ain't got to be right or wrong mm-hmm. it's just it's not in line with where we're trying to go yeah, in life yeah. or it's a distraction or whatever the case is if we want that thing bad enough we won't say it mm-hmm. we won't talk about it and so then when it finally does catch up with us 
then we're we ask we're asking God for mercy. We're asking God for grace, and He is a just God. He's gonna give it to us, and that's why. And that's why for me, I love the second. I love the second part that you're referring to. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, um, because of of what he because of what he recognizes in light of his spirit in, in being accountable. Um, but this is again what we run into a lot of in, in our in our in our in life. Um, especially in today's generation more so than any other generation that we've been in, in my opinion. I feel like we are living in a day and age more so than in any other generation in terms of how widespread it is, where people just don't care anymore. You got that right. People do not care about consequences. They don't care about being accountable. They don't care about responsibility. They just want to do what they want to do. And they're going to, and not only do they do what they want to do, but as it says in Romans chapter 1, they are going to be linked up with people who think like they do. And that's what I see happening a lot on the social medias, especially TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. We lump into these groups and we lump into these these, these cliques. (laughs) And these clicks allow us to to, to revel in mm-hmm. what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We revel in, you know, in debauchery. We re- we revel in sin and, and wrongdoing and everything else in between. Yeah. Because now we have a group of people who they understand me. They're just like me. Mm-hmm. They get me. And so now we get to celebrate and hype up the things we know in our heart of hearts yeah. are wrong. In the, in the pit of our souls, we know it's wrong. And, and again, we're not talking, you know, good versus bad. We're talking about God versus not in yeah. this regard. It, it, that, that we know this isn't this isn't what God would have me to do. This isn't what God would want for my life. This isn't what God would, the direction that he would have me go in. But I found my people. Yes. I found my people. And so now that I have my people, now I can get up and I can celebrate it to the point where I was having a conversation about Amber Rose with, uh, with people on TikTok the other day. And all, all the, the argument was trying to say was that what are we doing to protect the kids? The kids yeah. it, what are we doing to protect the kids? And everybody wanted to jump on Amber, to Amber, Amber Rose's defense and make it about the sexual revolution and make it about, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, making money, however you want to make it, that it's your body, yeah, your choice and all these things. And, and the moderator, right. The moderator kept saying, nobody's talking about that. You do that, do you it. Do it. But you got a nine year old child that you're responsible, responsible for. for. You want to live your life your way. That's fine. But look at what's happening with your child mm-hmm. as a result of what you're choosing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and what are you going to do about that child? Yeah. No one wants to be responsible anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let me say it like this. There's a lot of people and it seems widespread because I feel like, like I always say, I feel like we hype up the negativity more than the positivity. And that, and, yes, I, and, gotta, and I got to not fall into that, into that trap. Um, but it seems that a lot of people nowadays, they, they, when they get in their cliques and they get in their groups and they formulate it in their mind the way that they want to live their lives, mm-hmm. they are so staunch, you know, staunch proponents for what they want to do that they, they, they don't want to take a, they don't want to be held accountable to nothing anymore. And don't, and before even, before even doing what you're doing, in David's case, not even thinking about the consequences or even if you think about the consequences, not caring not caring and so then when you have when you have a baby coming up or you have you know this video dummy 
that's about to be out, you know, then you want to get all up in arms and try to fix it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think a lot of things could be avoided if we think before we do. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the fact that you may want something, but then think about what's right. What, not even what's not right. Not even what's right. What's aligned with God. What's, a, what's aligned with God and take it a step further than that. What are the ramifications that are going to come with what you're going to do? Because exactly. it, you, you, take it, take it to the OnlyFans for example. <laughs> you're making all this money. That's fine. That's cool. We get that. But now you, the if you ever try to legitimize yourself again, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to deal with the backlash that comes with everybody and their mama knowing you were on this thing. And that's just one of many examples. You could be out doing drugs, selling drugs, whatever. Whatever whatever has been in your past is going to follow you. Now, now again, thank God that for God thank God for grace and thank God for his mercy that we are not who we used to be. And so that's not, so we're not trying to cast judgment upon people who have had past like that. No. But what we're saying is that stuff follows you. It follows, it follows you. you. And if you're not careful, the stuff that, that's following you will fall upon your kids. Your kids, exactly. It will fall upon your people. And that's what happened with, with Bathsheba and Uriah. David's sins caught up and ended up you know, affecting. affecting innocent people. Exactly. Innocent people because of his sin. And but again, we don't want to take account for that. We don't want to be held accountable for that. That this is my life. I'ma live it how I wanna live it. Doesn't yeah. matter who it's affecting. Doesn't matter who is met who's like okay. <laughs> doesn't matter who it's messing with. Sorry. So no I'm talking, I thought it. <laughs> it doesn't so again, you know, we have to we so again when it comes to being held accountable spiritually like we have to ask ourselves the question like what are we doing mm-hmm. and how is it affecting not just me and my walk with God but how is it affecting other people and I think a lot of times if we also ask the question why are we doing what we're doing that could eliminate so much more if David would have asked the question why do I want to do this why am I doing this that 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 why question can open so many doors mm-hmm. I want to do it because I'm she, bored. I'm bored. She look good she and look I good. want that. Hmm. But why do I want that? Oh, because I'm king. But what? Like that can lead to the inner demons, inner demons that you are really yeah, dealing with. Yeah. Yes. That why question yes. can really lead to that. Yes, so, absolutely. I, I believe. Absolutely. Because if you think about some of the people that, that talk about, you know, getting on this or selling drugs or whatever the case is, it's like, what do they want to do? They want to make money. Why do you want why? to make money so fast? Yeah. Why you want to make it so fast? Because is it is it because you don't believe in trusting your skill set? You don't believe in your gifts? You, you you want, you know, are you looking for attention, validation, acceptance? You didn't get it one way, you want it another way. Mm-hmm. There's so and, and if that's the case, then, you know, what other ways? What are the avenues? It may but, take yeah. you longer to get to where you want to be, but you'll be able to legitimize yourself a whole lot better. A whole host of questions can be asked in that regard. To, to to get to the heart yeah. of what's really going on underneath. But if you're not holding yourself accountable and you just do what I'm gonna just do what I wanna do, mm-hmm. then this then, then stuff like this has the capacity to happen. Yes. yes. And then you find yourself in this even deeper situation because he it was like what was it like? What? Three phases. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we got the phase, we got this part where, okay, I want to do this, so I'm gonna do this. 
Um, okay, well, darn, I done did this. Now let me try to fix this. Well, dang, God, please forgive me mm -hmm. for what I've done. Mm -hmm. I'm and so notice, sorry. And notice, Bathsheba was affected. Uriah was affected. The first son was affected. Like, that is... That's, boom, boom, that's, boom. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, man, I mean, that... that like I said, I have I have empathy for this psalm and how he's, you know, crying his heart out to God because as um as followers of Christ, we are not we are by no means perfect, but we also don't use that as an excuse to go out and do what we want to do. Right. Um right. and say, Oh, I'm gonna do this, God's gonna forgive me. You know, it's not just about you doing mm -hmm. the sin. The sin really is your intent. Your intentions. For it all. Your intentions. Like, am I going to, okay, I'm going to do this, but then God will forgive me. Look, that, that's the sin. That's the sin. That, you know? So, <laughs> yes. That's so, the yeah. sin. It's the, God's going to forgive, so I'll be all right. So, no, no. no. You, you no. no that that in itself is, is the issue. It's the issue. It's the issue that I'm gonna cheapen the grace of God. Uh, I'm gonna cheapen it by doing what I want to do and expecting. Expect. Oh my gosh, expecting God to forgive me. Expecting God do. because that's what He's obligated to do Ooh. because of because of who He is. And it's like, bruh, yes, God will forgive you, but His forgiveness is not to be cheapened. Mm. By a human idea of what his forgiveness is, yeah. and that's what. But that's what we do. We cheapen the grace of God by saying, "I can live my life, and He gonna forgive me. Only God can judge me." Type stuff. And it's like, dude, you don't you don't even know the half of the of the preciousness of His gift of forgiveness and grace by cheapening what He's doing. Because by Him forgiving us of our sin, He's saying to us, "I'm allow. I'm giving you the space to change." Yeah. Without yes. guilt, yes. yes, I'm giving you the space to change without shame. That's 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 what we need. Yes, because how often do we feel guilty yes. and shamed yes. to do the things that we do uh -huh. to, to make the change and to make the transformation? Like when we we're oh and, and in, oh my gosh and in only and in doing so we do that so that way we can get rid of the shame mm -hmm. and get rid of the guilt. So we're not really trying to change. How often have I said to you about my transformation over these past couple of years, the changes before then, they weren't to change me. They were to get rid of the guilt, to get rid of the shame. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. So let, so me, let me fix do, this. Let me, yeah. let me fix this, which goes Amen. into the second part. <laughs> this goes to the second part because he says at the end, um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, he says, um, Low Lord, in verse 15, open my lips and my mouth do declare your praise, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. Mm -hmm. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. And what he's saying there is that for a lot of us, what we'll do, I feel bad, let me go to church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad, let me read my Bible. Yeah. I feel bad, let me pray. Yeah. I feel bad. Let me give in the, in the in the offering bucket. I feel bad. Let me become a preacher. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah. bad. Let me become a minister. Let me become a bishop. Let me become this. So that way I can get rid of the guilt that I feel. Get rid of the shame that I feel. But it was never about transforming the heart. Yeah. It was always about I just wanna I wanna build this castle around 
of, in, of the of, in mask the shame and the guilt that I feel when God died for that. Yeah. He died to get rid of the shame and get rid of the guilt in so much that when we are going through the transformation, mm-hmm. going through sanctification, we can go through the process without without falling into the trap of guilt and shame. We're still going to feel it. We should still feel it just like David did, but we don't allow that to be the thing we're trying to get rid of. Yes. I'm not trying to get rid of the shame. I'm not trying to get rid of the guilt. I'm trying to get rid of the root. There it is. What's bringing up the guilt? What's bringing up the shame? That's what I'm trying to get rid of. But again, a lot of times we don't we don't we don't we don't realize what it is we're actually doing or, or rather instead we we only want to get rid of the surface level stuff. We're not looking at the transformation. We're not looking at what's actually going on underneath the surface because it's easier to get rid of the shame. It's easier to get rid of the guilt. And it's much harder to rest in the finished work of Christ, which then allows us to feel the guilt and shame without falling into it. Yes. Yes. Know it's there. It's, 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 it's not, it's really, not going it's away. Really and really that's the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's convi- it's conviction. <laughs> it's conviction. Yes. Yes, you should feel bad. Yes, you should feel guilty. Yes, you should feel shameful. Mm-hmm. Because those are the... Oh my gosh. Those are the ways that God then tells us, turn. Turn. You're going the turn wrong way. Turn from the end. And like, I like when he starts, verse 9, um, when he starts saying, you know, hide your face from my sins. But and 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 that I feel like that's powerful to me because he's saying hide your face from my sins, not from me, because I am not my sin. I yes. am not my sin. Yes. And I think that's where people start. Oh to fall my in, God, that's good. Fall into that. That's that, good. Um, I don't know. Maybe that depression that's good. of I did this. I'm a bad person. I'm yes. not good. This yes. Yes. I'm defining myself by, by what, my, I've, what done. I've done. But he says, "Hide your face from my sin, not, not from, from me. me." And that, that to me oh, is a powerful good. line. And that's block good. out all my iniquity. Mm-hmm. Create in me a clean heart, O yep. God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, mm-hmm. and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Mm-hmm. Restore to me a joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit to yes. do what He's saying. He, he, what He's the that the third part of that. Yes. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that to me is a powerful line. Yeah. Like, I mean, people out there who have done so much, who have some raunchy passes, who have some bad passes, who have done some terrible things, define themselves by the by things, the that, things they that they've done. done. And that's, that's not who and, you oh are. My, that, that becomes their identity. Oh, my gosh. Which is why the Amber Rose situation is that, that much more heartbreaking because she doesn't think that she can be anything than, other than what she is. So if you take that from her... Who is she? she? Golly! Yes. So Woo, that's good. That, that, that is that's a, good. That's, a, that's good. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what but we that's do. what we do. And it's again, it's not just talking about that. You can you can apply that to anything. If you take my money from me, who am oh, I? My. If you take my spouse from me, who, who am, am I? I? You take my kids. kids. Who am I? Job. Job. All that. Like, that's how, that's what we do. We define ourselves by the things that we do so that when God goes to the rich young ruler and says, take everything that you own and sell it, give it to the poor, then follow me and you'll have riches in heaven. He walked away sad because he defined himself. The people want to always be like, God trying to say we can't be rich. That is not what he said. 
He said, if you're identifying with your riches, if God took those things away from you, who are you then? Who are you then? I was just talking to one of my clients the other day, and I mean, he was telling me how terrible of a person he is, and 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 how you know he'll never get married, and he'll never have this, and he'll never have that, and he'll never be anything other than who he is. And I asked him, "Who told you that? Who told you that?" Yeah. And he and he told me, you know, mom, dad, all these people. And I said, "Now, who did God say you are?" Who are you? you? In him. You say you follow him. Not what people say. This ain't people. You say you follow him. You say that you believe in him. You preaching to other people, and I'm guilty, preaching to other people, telling them about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you, but what are you, what are you defining, how are you defining yourself? Why is that hard for us? That's, that, I I guess that's a question because even, you know, I have struggled with that. It's so hard, it's easier for us to find the good and see the good in other people than it is for us to see it in ourselves. No, part of it is because of our, it's because, because of our past. Yeah. Um, that's that's part of it, but another part of it too is how we've been raised in the church. Ooh, huh. Because yeah. when you think about wow. it, my what's my testimony? I was groomed <laughs> to be a pastor. Yeah, you groomed <laughs> straight up like that. That was my destiny yeah. to be a pastor. Everything was leading me up to that youth ministry, being a junior deacon, you know, ministering at seventeen. Like everything was lining up to for me to be a pastor. And so, for a lot of us, we know the lingo. We yeah. know the word. Even when I learned Ooh, the gospel so. in twenty fourteen, <laughs> yeah, lost. In, in that, that. Lingo. you get lost in that tradition that is so that is so wrong with so many churches. Like my right. you know, you get lost in the in tradition, the tradition, and you grow up, and you and you forget about the reason, the reason, for the tradition, just like the reason for the Sabbath. What we talked about. This Come morning. on, yeah. And then you start to teach those things, those things to not, other not, people. Not, not what it's for, but you teach the tradition, the tradition. not the meaning behind exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> And so a lot of people get locked in that. And that's what happened with me. I got locked in that. And even though I was 2014 forward, like I was moving out out of of that stuff, there was still a lot of it still lingering. And because it lingers, it's difficult for us to believe the things that we're telling other people because we're taught to tell it to other people, but we never receive it for ourselves. We're, We're good at preaching. Or even ask the question, why? We don't. We don't. We, we don't. We don't. We 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 think that if we're, we're questioning God when we do that, never mind. Half the Psalms are nothing but questions. <laughs> half of the Psalms ain't nothing but questions. God, why? <laughs> why did you do this? Why are you treating me like this? What I tell you, one of the Psalms in here says, "Death is my only friend," and that's the end of the song. <laughs> like there is no resolution. <laughs> To that psalm. But again, we don't think that we can question God because we feel like if we do so, then we're falling out of line with him. And so for, for so to, to answer the question, we identify with how we're raised in church. And that's why a lot of people don't want anything to do with God. Because of that. Because Not of because that. because of God. No. But because it, of the, the people. The people that have raised us into thinking that if I'm not a minister, if I'm not a pastor, if I'm not, you know. If I don't do, work in the church. If I don't work in the church. If I don't do this. If I don't serve this. Who am I? That's how we identify ourselves. And so for a lot of us, we can't embrace the goodness of God and all that he's done for us really. Because we think that, you know, we have to do. 
We have to perform. That becomes the identifier. And that's how a lot of people approach God. That's why he said at the end, burnt offerings, you ain't about to accept them. But a lot of people will pay tithes, pay offerings, do the works okay. of ministry, come to church seven times a day, go to all the workshops and the, and the conferences and all that stuff because they My think idea. that doing all those things will absolve them of their sin. Not... Jesus died for my sin and thus gave me an identity as an image bearer of God yeah. worthy of dignity, honor, and respect by virtue of being his. Yeah. And not even just absolve, absolve them from their sin, but keep them but keep them sheltered from trials and tribulations. I'm paying my tithes so that I so that I, I, I won't go broke. I come into church. So that maybe I could have a good rest of my week. I'm Ooh. doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. So that God will shield me mm-hmm. from the things the, the, that a lot of a other, lot people, of other are people are going, are going through, through. That are not Christian. That are not Christian according to them. According to Cause them. Because we said it all the time when we were at Macedonia and other places. Like... There's a person on the street corner right now that's got more Holy Ghost than yeah. them than half the people that go to church. church come on. There's yeah. a person on the street corner who's going to make it into the kingdom but long before half the people that, that serve in ministry, pastors, yeah, yeah, are not going to make it into the kingdom yeah. because God will use anybody to get a word through because he used a donkey to do it. Yeah. And donkeys ain't got no souls. So if he can use a donkey to get a word through, he can use anybody to get a word through. But just because they got a word through don't mean that you get in. Exactly. From your word. The Pharisees knew the word. The sad, the Sadducees and all of them, they knew the word, but they didn't know him. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about in the sermon today. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you know the scriptures. <laughs> you know the traditions. You know all this stuff, but you don't know me. You don't know me. And because of that... <laughs> and what's scary and what's heartbreaking is not only do you not know him, but you can't hear him when he's telling you something. You know, God is telling mm-hmm. you this or he's yes. telling you that, but you can't hear, you can't hear because it because you're so, so far up with your, you know, um, 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 your, your way of, he, of the, the, what, what scripture, scripture is, means, right? What you've been taught so you that can't you can't hear, hear anything else, anything. Else. And that, and that goes back to what we said with Romans chapter one, that God will give you over to a reprobated mind. If you, if you, if you close yourself off to him long enough, he will give you over to that thing and let you just have it. And that, oh, that's heartbreaking. That's, that's scary. I went through that with my daddy. But listen. You know, that's, that's heartbreaking. That hurts. We see, we see it. We see it with family members now. We yeah. see it with family members now. They're stuck. They're stuck and, they, and, and, they, and they'll die on that hill. They will die on that hill. Because, again, that's how they've been brought up. And the evidence of their lives have been such to where they don't see a reason to give it up. Yeah. They, they don't have a reason to give it up. Yeah. And so they're going to keep teaching it. And they're going to keep teaching it. And just like we found out with a particular church, you know, that, you know, was able to, you know, do some things with their church. You know, God was able to give them that. And hallelujah, praise God for that. But at what cost? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So, yeah, the church is paid off. That's great. But where's your soul? God's not going to care whether you paid the building off. Where is your soul? Mm -hmm. Where is your soul? 
Yeah. But pray but again, praise God for it. I'm glad. Great we're grateful. And even even that, like, yeah, you have like thousands of people in your church, but who is doing my will? Who is who is truly going out and making disciples of Jesus Christ? Like who is who is doing that? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can have you can have the biggest, you know, fullest church in the world, mm-hmm. but that means nothing. It means nothing. That means nothing. Hey, mind you, mind you, bring them, bring them, bring them. Let them be there. But are you giving them the yeah. word? Because, like he said in the, in the sermon today, you're either gonna affirm, affirm or reject. Or, mm-hmm. But it's our job to present. Yes. We have to present the truth. The truth. Him. Mm-hmm. Present him. And again, that, and that goes right back to what we're talking about with being accountable. We have to we have to call a spade a spade. Gotta call a spade a spade. Is God God or is he something that is a is our invention? Is he our treasure box? Right. Like <laughs> how me, how much of <clears throat> how much of God do we really want? Hmm. Do we really want all of God? Or do we just want just enough? Yeah. Because for a lot of us, we don't want all of him because all of him requires us to be accountable. It, it requires a lot. Yeah. It requires the good and the bad. And the it bad that comes with it. The It requires the... Sacrifice. All of that, you know. Like, you can't... You can't... You can't... You cannot be the same person you were and be in this thing for real. Yeah. You gotta give something. You gotta give stuff up. Yeah. Now again, mind you, like I said, God will save who He wants to save, and there are gonna be some baby Christians who are gonna be babies for the rest of their lives. And if that, and they get in the kingdom, that's on God. That's not on us. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. And so for us, there's no judgment, no indictment if you want to stay a baby. But every now and then, God gonna throw you in some fire to test the test. It see if your faith is true. Okay, you can't you can't be ignorant to it no more because once you know, once you know, then you're held accountable, accountable for what you know, for what you know, for what you heard. What you because mm-hmm. yeah. you presented an opportunity. Yeah, and especially if you're a believer. Now, yes. non-believers, that's a whole different thing because your heart, your, the Holy Spirit, got to go in there and open that thing up to begin with. Yeah. So for unbelievers, you know, it, it, the judgment is is lessened to a degree, but it's still there. But God has to open that heart up, like, that, and that's why a lot. That's why, and I'm trying not to go there because we're gonna have a whole conversation about it another day. But that's why a lot of TikTokers now bother me when they get up here and they're you know, so judgmental toward non-believers and non-believers are just as judgmental to believers because it's like y'all are talking, y'all you're talking from two, one, you're acting the same so you don't know who the fool is according go. to scripture. But go. at the same time, it's like, because believers don't give unbelievers the benefit of the doubt and present the case for the gospel in a way that's palatable. We just go straight to, you're a sinner and yeah. sinners sin and yeah. you're going to hell. And it's like, dude, they know that already. What are you? Why? Why are you giving? Why are you telling them that? That's part of the reason why I don't believe in the first place. And you place. are actually going into like this last part of where he's telling, you know, not telling, but you know, um, after his repentance, like then I will teach transgressors your ways. Not and it's like not because so much, I know. And I love that word. Yes. Teach. 
not just tell because when you teach i feel like when you teach you give you, you give room you for dialogue dialogue the know? conversation yeah yes yeah. exactly it becomes almost like a therapy session like you know <laughs> so tell me about what it is you got going on yeah why are things so bad you know where's your where's your how are things between you and god let's call a spade a spade you're, you're rocking with them you're not Mm-hmm. Is it indifferent and stuff like that? Because again, not everybody's on this. Not everybody's on this spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's there, and you got a lot of people who have such apathy for the church yeah. that they've rolled their apathy up to him, yes. and they think they know who he is, but, but they don't. So far from the truth. Yes, and I tell people all the time. I've told people for a while, like you know, I wish that I could tell them. Or, or that they would give me an opportunity to tell them who who Christ really is. Not this, you know, it's all sin and sin and going to hell. Because that doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for anybody. But um, but at the same time, we still got to be held accountable to this thing. Still, You still got to be accountable. But again, when you're talking to an unbeliever, it's one thing. Yeah. They, ain't even in, they ain't even in the door. We can't hold them accountable to this. They're not in the. They're not in yet. But once they get in there, now we start talking about accountability mm-hmm. and the fact that you're gonna have to give some stuff up. You're gonna have to. But again, that's a whole work of the Holy Spirit in and of itself. And so, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we got it. I'm not gonna say we got to get back to. I'm. Ch- I challenge myself. I challenge you. I challenge anybody who's listening. You know, anybody who'll be listening in the future, like. How are you holding yourself accountable yeah. to what you know to be true? You know, when you find yourself in a place where you have, where you, you've been weighed, you've been measured, and you don't been found wanting, according to how the phrase is said, you know, what are you doing about it? Yeah. Are you doubling down on it and just being like, well, YOLO, but do what I do, God forgives, you know, or are we, or are we like David where it's like, oh, I really messed up. I... Really, really messed up. Yeah. And again, to God, God alone, I sin. It's like, yeah, that's true, but not really. Um, you see him to the people as well. Um, it's him who. I mean, I mean, I get. I mean, we get, talk it. About. get it. Right. Like it's you know to him and him alone. Absolutely, you. I did say because again, it's his. It's his law. It's his yeah, law. Because when you when you yeah. read that scripture where it talks about how do you know I've you know um, done this good unto you, and he tells them you, when you person on the street like dude that's when you know you have done Mm -hmm. unto me Mm -hmm. because you have done you've done it to them right exactly exactly like um that's a good point yeah that's a good point so yeah i mean and so it's like once we once we get to it what when we're in this place and we're in this position we have to ask ourselves again the question like who how am i holding myself accountable to what I know to be true and I tell people I tell tell my clients all the time and I tell myself all the time I have to be open I have to be open and it requires me to talk and to say what I'm feeling when I'm feeling it I remember the other day when you know for some strange reason on that particular day in that particular morning I felt lonely and normally I wouldn't say anything. I'd do some stuff, but I would never say it. 
and so I found myself in that in that position, and I was like, I need to go. I feel lonely right now, and I'm so glad I can tell you that. Like that's accountability, being open. I feel lonely today, not finding 50,000 friends to talk to or trying to say, hey, what you doing, or none of that type stuff, because that's what gets people in trouble, you know, that's what used to get me in trouble, but now it's, hey, I feel lonely today, and I'm just really glad that I can tell you that, and how it opens up, you know, our hearts and open us up to, you know, receiving the, the fullness of God saying, I'm, I'm good, you know, you're good because you're in me, you're good because you're in me, yes, Feel the loneliness. It's okay. But you're good because you're in me. And, you know, again, and in that space of transparency and honesty and openness, it opens the door to, because God, what God says it in the word um, through Paul, that, you know, whenever, whenever this, the, the, the opportunity to sin comes, God will provide a way to escape. Yeah. He'll, oh, he'll show you a door. You just got to walk through it. Mm-hmm. You got to walk through it. Choice. David had, David had doors, you know, he had doors, he had those choices to not do, you know, he had those choices after he did to, um, to own up, you know, and, you know, we sometimes make the wrong choices, and like I've told, you know, um, like I've told, um, our baby, like, you know, we make bad choices. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make us bad people. No, no. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Like he made really bad choices, horrible, horrible choices. choices. But he's still you a know? good man. Yeah. Still a good man. Like man after God's own heart. Like we but have made to, some some really up choices. Bad cho- yeah. Effed up choices. All, all of that and more. Like, but we have to. That's where we are not judgmental. Because mm-hmm. we have to think about where did we come from and where are we now? Yeah. Like we we're not perfect, you know. We don't know what we will do in certain situations Mm-mm. because we haven't been in them. Nope. I've even said that. Like I've even said like, so at my job, you know, before um, school started, or was it after? You know, we have these trainings and stuff like that, and so we had one training where, um, like, it's in. Uh, they don't call it active shooter anymore. They call it. Um, it's not called active threat um, anymore. I it's called about, like, uh, active threat or, active something, threat or like something like that because it can be anything. Mm-hmm. And so you go through these trainings and you see some of these videos, but and you're and you're giving and you're given, you know, these plans to implement in case of these threats. But you never know what you will do in the midst of those situations mm-hmm. because your body like we underestimate our body and our body's response to certain situations and so you never know what your body mind heart may do at that time you can say i'm going to do this i'm going to do that and then it do something different or even or even something as simple as you know you something as simple as okay say this is this is not in the bible y'all so like if david would have did what he did he, he probably could have said, you know, in his mind, you know, I have to talk to my boy, man. I have to, I have to come clean with what I did in, in, you know, because that's my boy and I, and I want to do right by him. I want to do right by God. And, you know, this ain't right. But then when he get in that situation, it don't come out like that. You don't know how your body, 
will respond yes. to certain situations. Yes. And yes. so, I mean, that's not saying not to practice, you mm-hmm. know, just like with training, not to practice those things just in case. Because I feel like the more you practice th- Come on now. I feel like the more you Come practice on. things, the more your body is used to um, maybe the guilt, being, the shame, being in that. In that so, situation. like, if you yes. practice mm-hmm. being a Christian, mm-hmm. if you practice, and I and I and I say this because we don't want to get into the point where reading your Bible, going to church, you know, singing the songs, paying, you know, um, um, offering becomes a. Um, um, a, repetitive a repetitive thing that you thing do just because you do. do. But when you practice those things mm-hmm. and it's like your body's response is just like, oh, I want to do this. Now, don't not ask the question why. Right. You know, right. like if you if you need to pay a bill that's going to determine whether or not, you know, you're going to be living at your house or not. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you need my, my body's response is to do this. Um, so I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Make the, make active decisions. Think, yeah, but think no, about but it. But I get what you're saying, though. But it's practice like, those yeah, things. It's just know? like how it was with me writing my books. Like, I had to get in the habit of writing. Yeah. At first, I did. I couldn't. I, I loved it for a minute, and then I stopped. Uh-huh. Because it was too much. And so I had to figure out the rhythm and the yeah. pattern. And so I had to get in the habit of, even if it's just a sentence. Yeah. It, if it's a word, yeah. just a phrase, a Some, period, something, something that it's where something. I cracked open the laptop and I got into the program and I opened the file and I looked at where I was mm-hmm. and I typed something. It's more than before. Right. And in, in, in those successive successes, yeah. it became what it's become to where now I feel weird when I don't write. Yeah. Yeah. When I haven't written all day, haven't looked at it all day, I'm like, so I need to do something. <laughs> I need to think about something. I need to think about book three or something. Like I need to do something in regards to this thing. And that's how it is in the faith when it comes to being open, when it comes to being honest, when it comes to you know being transparent about our issues, when it comes to growing in Christ and growing in the in the faith works and things. We gotta practice them till they become second nature. Yeah. We got to practice them, especially when it comes to the faith, because the enemy's crafty. The enemy will find a way to distract us from him, from 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 God and in, in, in doing the practices. And so you're right. Even when it comes to being spiritually accountable, mm-hmm. that's the thing we got to practice. Yeah, because we're not because we're taught to hide. What were those fig leaves for? Hiding. hiding. We hide in sin and shame and guilt. I mean, guilt and shame. No reason to hide. God sees it all. Mm-hmm. But again, the guilt and shame we feel, we want that to go away, so we hide. Yeah. And so if we practice feeling it, I'm not saying go out there and do stupid stuff and then mm-hmm. feel it. But no, when you feel it, own it. Mm-hmm. Then remember what Christ did. He died for that. Yeah. So now I can feel it, but it doesn't have to own me. Yeah. That's why I like in David's case, because you mentioned earlier, if he only would have had that trusted person in his life. To where Nathan? he did oh. that, and to to where he yeah. did that, somebody could have told him, "Nah, bro, nah that bro. ain't right." As Christians, you know, Who you when got? we like when you talk about you know practicing that, um, when we when we find ourselves in those situations, like you don't have to do it alone. You're not alone. You right. know what I'm saying? But we feel that we need to in that in those deal, moments deal with it by myself. No. Call that person and be like, man, like, I messed up, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, 
what to do, but mm-hmm. right now I just want to go and hide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. That's good yeah. stuff. Anything else? No. I mean, I ain't got nothing else, but I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want, you know, to be bashed. Oh, you don't feel sorry, David. You the No, I don't. No, I no, don't. no, no. Cause it, it, cause again, and it's no like different. Anybody, anybody else, else. Who does what they do. No. What they do. I don't feel sorry, Mm-mm. you know, but I, depending on the situation, I, I can understand. I can understand it. Not agree or right. whatever, right. but Not sympathize and empathize. Yeah. We empathize because we, because we all have sinned and come short of the glory yes, of God. Yes, we all have and, our. And just, and just, just as this extra, because I keep, keep, I feel like I need to say it. Sin is not talking about right versus wrong. It's talking about an error. It's talking about an error, and that error is based upon God and yes. His righteousness. Yes. So we're not talking about good and evil. Yeah. Sinning doesn't make you an evil, evil person, person. Yes. unless you are, unless you. So, so what makes you an evil person is just not being in Him, mm. and that requires the Holy Spirit making you His. And that, and that again is a whole nother a whole conversation nother that we can have a whole nother day because yeah. there's so much. We got some lines d- up. We got yeah, some lines up. Right, exactly. <laughs> but again, we're not talking about sinning from the place from the place of oh, you're bad. You you did bad. No, yeah. again, you can give your money to the poor and that be and, a sin. Okay. That that can be a sin because if God didn't tell you to to do that. Or if God your intentions are wrong. Are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving to the poor. God. Selfie stick. Dude. Okay. Dude. God may have told you to go give that to the uncle whom you hate. But no, I'm gonna give it. I'm to gonna the give poor it to the poor. Come on. Need, Come on. They may need it more. Come on. You know he's good. Come on. He, so like. Right. It's, it's what is God. What is God telling you to do? He says, when you get to those doors, he's not going to ask you, you know, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? He's going to say, did you follow my will? Did you do what I asked you to do? Right. Right. At the end of the day, that's what it, that's what it boils down to. It's like we are in this place and trying to under and trying to understand you know and unpack what christ and what christianity is really about and that's what this podcast is for you know we really want to just help people to really understand who jesus is and again it's just it's just nicole and me you know we just two people yeah you know we're, we're not we're not trying saying that we're the top authority on in this christ is the authority yeah. of it all but we hope to be able to shed light in a, in a very, very dark space that we see in a lot of Christianity today, yeah. where a lot of people get all this bad information from people, and they don't really have a, 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 an a understanding of the nuances of, of our faith, in so that they can make better decisions about whether to believe in him or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I guess for me, then that's why I said we're still trying to figure out what this thing is called. Yeah. I, I don't want people to keep going to going through the same rigmarole of their faith, knowing that something's not right, but just doing the same things over and over again to try to get right. Yeah. Like, you know, and so hopefully this space can be a space where we get questions answered. We, you know, talk about the nuances of faith. We hold each other accountable. But more importantly, we show people who Jesus really is. Yeah. Not who denominations have made him to be but who Jesus really is. 
like I said, you know, in church that we go to right now, I think they do a good job of presenting who Jesus is and all sorts of kind of ways. So I'm yeah, hoping to really, that. you know, dig into them a little bit more um, and all that jazz. But, you know, not everybody goes across point, you know. And so a lot of people are getting a lot of misinformation, bad information, faulty information. And so, again, hopefully this space can just be a space yeah. where people can get a different perspective and then make up their own minds as to what they want to do. And ask questions. Yes. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask so, your pastor. Yeah, we get so intimidated to ask, ask questions. Ask them. Ask. See what he say. You know, the response is what matters. Dog yeah. <laughs> Felt some type of way. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, listen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us today. Uh, we really do appreciate y'all for um for for watching. Um, we thank you for um the likes. If we got it, I think we got one like today, so we making progress. Woo! Um, and so we thank y'all so much for taking the time to listen to us and to, you know, to come in and like I said, we're going to figure out what this thing is called at some point once we do, we'll get everything taken care of with the Spotify's and the iTunes and the YouTube's and all that stuff. Um, but thank y'all again so much for listening and y'all take care and be well. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Later.